Hey guys, this is I'm a Rescue Podcast. I'm Steph Clark, and we have an awesome guest today. It's just me today. Um, Tom is uh, Tom sleeping. No, Tom's not. Tom's not invited here. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm really excited to have our guest, Martha uh, Truslow Smith. Did I say it right? Yeah, Truslow Smith, but close enough. Yeah. Um, uh, Martha has started um, Grombre. Am I <laughs> every time? <laughs> like, am I saying that right? Yep. Yep. You're good. So Grombre is a um, uh, a gray hair movement, right? Or if you want to describe it in your own words, you're probably better than I would be at describing. Yeah, I mean, you you nailed it. Um, so essentially, it boils down to um, an Instagram account, really, is is the main focus of it. But re- yeah, it's it's a gray hair movement um, for women who are sick of dyeing their hair and um, just want to embrace their natural hair. So it started off as something I made for myself because at the age of 24, I decided to stop dyeing my hair. I needed some encouragement and um, yeah, it was, I had no intention of really going anywhere with it, but it seems that other people felt similar and it grew. So when you were 24 and you decided to make this change, did you, did you find that there was any, um, Instagram sites or websites like was there any um, support for or did you see a lack of it and that's what caused you to create your own page and movement for it if there were other pages and presences online I didn't know about them I definitely searched um, but I was pretty disappointed by what I like I just wasn't finding anything and I wasn't well basically what I looked when I looked it up what I could find was like young, hot Kardashian looking girls who were dyeing their hair gray. And I'm like, well, that's not the point I'm trying to make. That's not encouraging to me. Um, And so, yeah, I was, I was just like, well, there's a void here and I need encouragement. So let's make something. Yeah. Cause what I found interesting is that, so on Martha's site, there'll be um, women that submit stories and their inspiration and what um, motivated them to go gray. And what I found interesting is a pattern that um, maybe a few years ago, these women were really battling and and trying to um, explain themselves for going gray. And then it kind of altered to like um, other uh, strangers commenting like, oh, who dyes your hair? So they're like, because they see these Kardashians or whatever, they think, um, strangers think that it's a choice or not, you know what I mean, but. Like, yeah, they, no, I, it's so funny you say that because I, I even get that all the time. So for those that can't see me, if you were to if you were to see me um, like on the street, you'd, you'd probably just look at me at a glance and say, oh, she's, she still has dark hair. Um, but really, I'm like sprinkled all over with gray and in certain light, it, you can really see it. And so I've had people come up to me and say, oh, my gosh, your hair is so cool. Who dyes it? I'm like, well, that's the thing. <laughs> it's not dyed. But yeah, that, it is interesting that that's what people jump to. And it, it happens quite frequently. Is there anyone's story that stands out to you? Um, cause you get so many different submissions, anyone that like made you teary eyed or, or any ones that yes, stand out to you. Gosh, there's so many. And, and the thing is, you know, people submit their stories and their photos from around, around the globe. Um, and, and I get tons of them too. And so I, I can't post all of them. Um, but the ones that really stand out to me, um, 
really focus on changing some sort of life perspective. So um, I've had submissions from, you know, mothers who have lost a child and they've realized, well, my kid doesn't have the chance to go gray. So I'm going to go gray for them. Um, women who have, um, you know, been diagnosed with, with some sort of illness, um, maybe they've gone through chemo and have lost their hair and it's growing back in gray um, and, and kind of what that means to them after the fact, this kind of second chance at life. And it's those kinds of stories that really hit on <laughs> kind of the bigger meanings of life that I'm, I'm really drawn to and I, I want to tell. I think that's kind of something that you don't see very often on social media. Um, you know, typically on social media, what you think of is like everyone's picture perfect life. And, you know, the reality is no one has it all together and to share um, in our struggles and our strengths and the things we're growing in, it, like we need that as women and we need that as a community to feel less alone. Um, and as far as feeling less alone, that's exactly how I personally felt when I started this journey. I was the only one specifically in my age group that was not dying my hair anymore. But in, even in my own like life circle, I, I didn't know anyone. I felt very alone. And um, yeah, just having a sense of connectedness is important. Yeah. Well, yeah, we talked about, um, so Martha and I had a little chat last week and just like got to know each other. It was super fun. Um, and I was thinking that about how um, I experienced the back, like, um, just co negative comments uh, from coworkers or friends saying, "Oh, well, why don't you dye your hair? Do you still um, do you still get those comments, or everyone knows how like you're?" Because I my husband makes fun of me because I call myself Gray Bay. <laughs> I love it. That's <laughs> awesome. So I really embrace it, and so I was wondering because you know most of your friends and family, I'm sure at this point, know about your site and your the gray hair movement. Do you still hear backlash from anybody in your life? <laughs> yeah, that's a funny question. Um, not as much. It, the, the backlash I get isn't direct. It's kind of like an underlying tone. So, um, you like know, when, aggressive. Yeah, exactly. And when people find out that I am, you know, doing this gray hair thing, um, especially the women I have found will kind of jump immediately into that's great, but I still dye my hair because X, Y, and Z. And, and I just kind of find myself studying that moment and studying that reaction, not out of judgment at all, but really what I think is happening is it's that topic in itself is just bringing out um, a lot of sensitivities in people and people immediately kind of turn the focus back to them to kind of defend themselves. And I, it kind of makes me sad because I'm like, you know what, this, this isn't either or, like you are absolutely welcome to dye your hair. I, I don't have a problem with that whatsoever. If you're enjoying it, like go for it. But um, you know, the fact that even talking about it just brings up this like, oh, how do I defend myself? Um, it shouldn't be that way. And I hope that's something that changes us. Hopefully this becomes more common. Yeah, it's not a defensive thing. We were talking last time because I've um, quit drinking and it's been four months and it doesn't mean that I'm 
think of anyone else like you know saying they need to quit but often that's how it's interpreted and i see that in a lot of sober instagram pages too that um people just take it personal and it's not it's not about them but i think i don't know maybe that's just related to just the ego of social media and how everything's <laughs> revolved around you know oneself i guess I have no idea. Yeah, no, I think that's a, I think that's a great um, comparison because it, it, in the same way that brings up similar like insecurities and um, just with those two t- topics alone, like they are such personal decisions to stop drinking or to um, quit dyeing your hair. It's a very, very personal decision. And the thing is we live in a world where that's not, there's not really space to consider that as an option. Um, I didn't even know that not dyeing my hair was an option until I stopped to think about it. You know, I was, again, at the time I was 24 and um, I was feeling really insecure about a lot of different things. But in particular, um, I wasn't enjoying dyeing my hair. I wasn't enjoying that process. I felt actually very ashamed of it. And I know, I knew that I was only going to get older. My gray hair would only continue to increase. So I, I stopped and I realized that actually I have a choice. I can continue to do this. Um, and what's that based in? It doesn't seem to be based in my own desires. Or I can stop and, and see what, what that's all about. Um, it was terrifying for sure, but it's, it's a decision that has taught me a lot and I'm really, really thankful for the journey it's taken me on. Yeah, like like last time we chatted about how because of quarantine, people are forced to go gray. It's not their choice. So are you seeing um, um, an extreme amount of submissions from being in quarantine and people wanting to go gray or reaching out saying that they're struggling right now because they want to dye their hair. What's, what's been, um, what's been your interpretation of like what's going on with quarantine? Yeah, that's, that's a great question because, um, you know, this is forced on a lot of people, which I really feel for them because, you know, you kind of need to be ready, (laughs) um, emotionally because it, it, you go through a lot of, a lot of emotions all at once. Um, deciding to go through a change like stopping to dye your hair so yeah i've gotten definitely an increase in in submissions um and then there's been a lot of conversation about um you know what's the best way to go gray i think that's a really really common question that i get and um unfortunately for the people asking they can tend to get a little frustrated with my answer which my answer is there is no one best way. Um, you have to consider your uh, emotional well-being, like what you want to get out of it. Are you trying to get immediate results? Um, do you have the financial means to go through a stylist? And if that's so, is that even the right answer for you? Um, are you more interested in the environmental impact? I mean, there are so many things wrapped up in it. Um, that there's not one easy way. So there really needs to be internal conversations worked out first um, to then figure out how to move forward. And and no one else can decide that except for you. Yeah, totally. Like my mom, she's freaking out right now because I feel, I keep trying to, I keep trying to push her to be like, you should go gray. 
you should go. <laughs> and it's totally her choice, but she's canceled on her hairstyles three times now. And I said, you know, I know, and I see her struggling with it. She's, um, you know, in her late sixties. And I, I wonder why we just, I think that when I was younger, I don't know how it was for you, but as a teenager or in my early twenties, I thought when you go gray, that means you are old. And that is definitely not it at all. Because I know for you, you said um, you got grays in your, in your teens and I was early twenties. And why do you think that is? Why do we have that false um, stereotype that when you go gray, that means you're old? Oh my gosh. That's such a good and complicated question. Um, Yeah, that is something I really struggled with. And it took me a while to figure out that that was a big fat lie. So yeah, I I went gray. I I first found gray hair when I was 14. And to be so young and have something that makes me quote unquote old, I had no idea how to think about it. And I really questioned my value. Like, would anyone want to date me? And like, I, it really spiraled into all these different, um, different questions that kind of stirred within me. And I think the reality is, um, we live in a society that is terrified of aging. And we live in a society where women are not allowed to age. Now, um, I have heard from women who have gotten like have have been born with gray hair. I've heard from women who've been like seven, eight, nine, 14 year olds, like young people, but I never knew that. Um, you know, from women in their 20s. And and so something that I hear quite frequently is the term premature gray. And while I understand that as a term, I don't necessarily know how I feel about it because what does that even mean? Like, do we know what's premature when it comes to gray? Because the standard has been to dye your hair for so long. Have we just forgotten what women look like with like aging naturally? Um, And it's also dangerous to, you know, as a young girl think, oh, what, is there something wrong with me? I have gray hair right now. And so like a site like yours, I think, it changes the way we see gray hair because you, you know, I just think that, yeah, you're kind of shocked, right? When you have gray hair at a young age, but if there's different, um, different ways of seeing that it's not associated with being old, then you're more like accepting to it. Yeah, that's, that's definitely the goal. (laughs) I, I, I feel like women, um, we just need to have some more options and we need to see some women that look different that, that aren't, um, you know, getting more plastic as they get older and out to each their own for sure. Right. But, um, there's definitely shame tied into it, right? right? There's shame and there's fear and, um, that's not right. Like we weren't made to live this way and we're not going to be the best, that we can be and make the biggest difference in the world if, if that's kind of the baseline of how we feel about ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing I'm interested in is the, just like the um, real, realistic financial aspect of not going to a salon and just the money and time you save. Has there ever been submissions of stories where that money literally changed somebody's life that you can think of? 
Yeah, that's, yeah, actually, um, when you sit down and you add up the money and the time spent, you know, taking care of the maintenance of your hair color, it adds up really, really fast. And so there have been people who have submitted who have taken the time to sit down to add it all up. And it is astounding how much money they have saved. This one woman in particular who stands out, um, she then took that money and decided to support a, um, a young girl's education in a different country across the world um, to make a difference in, in that person's life. And, you know, it's just astounding to, to think outwardly um, and to, to be confident at the same time. That's amazing. That gives me the chills. Right. Especially, you know, in LA, I don't know. I don't, just hearing from my mom or friends, easily, what, $200 a month? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because um, I'm a super cuts girl. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know if there's super cuts in North Carolina. There, there are, there are. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but, you know, my hair, which is a mess today, my husband cut it. <laughs> Great. Thanks. Um, but yeah, before that, I mean, I kind of hop around to different salons and, and whatnot. But yeah, just like super, I'm surprisingly low key about my hair. I'm, I'm the same way. Um, but there, there are people that it's, you know, it's a line item for them to, to get their hair done. And that's a big deal. And it's something that needs more thought to it. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's, um, it's, yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. I'm, that's, a, that's such a great story that that lady did that. What a, what a selfless thing to do. Isn't that remarkable? Yeah. Um, I, one thing where I was interested in last week, we were chatting about how, you know, your site gives people an option to see what it could, what, what their life could be just going gray and how, um, we don't see that in TV. However, I, you know, some cast members on SNL, um, because of quarantine, I see great bangs and it looks so cute. And, uh, and do you think that's, that's something that's going to stay do you, after, after lockdown is over? Gosh, I don't know. I would love it. Of course. Um, that's a great question. Um, I, I hope, I feel like the world is, is really going to reevaluate some things. Now, whether, <laughs> Whether gray hair is in that or not, I'm not sure, like on a celebrity level. Mm -hmm. um, I will say that for a little while, Selma Blair, who has MS, um, remarkable advocate and just great role model and incredible actress, um, she had a really, really short buzz and she had her gray showing. And it was just stunning and, and just really empowering to see that. Um, I think she just wanted to switch it up so she did end up dying it again but it was still really powerful to see that on someone of influence um so i hope that's the case that that there's a little bit more freedom in the you know sparkly world right <laughs> of celebrities and do you think um do you think it's just the ageism and just the of uh, that it's okay for for men like they're seen as sexy silver foxes mm -hmm. going being, I don't know. It's just so odd to me that it's, uh, doesn't apply to women too. 
Oh my gosh, I know. And it's, do you think it's because it's like that fetish of like a young girl? Like, is that, I mean, I know it's such a dense topic. There's so much to that. I think there's, that's definitely an element. I mean, we are a youth obsessed culture. So absolutely. Um, You know, I also think about celebrities and, and casting in movies and, um, there have been some circumstances where actresses are playing the mothers of a grown adult man, but they're actually in real life younger or the same age as the quote unquote son in the movie. And it's, and that's, that is normal. And that is what we see all the time. And that's not normal. That's not real life. Right. Or the gray hair woman in the movie is a grandma or an, or an evil villain. Yeah. Yeah. It's like young and sexy. Yeah. You you don't see um, dynamic women in that way in on TV and in films and celebrity in the celebrity world. And and that definitely plays a role into just the trickle down effect of of how we see beauty for sure. Um, It's it's frustrating, though, for sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And what do you think for, you know, for Grand Bray, um, the movement and getting stories of women, where do you see, where do you see it progressing, you know, five or 10 years from now? Do you have um, specific goals in mind for your, for your movement? I do. And I am not going to say too much, but um, I just hope that it continues to make a positive impact for people. Um, that's that's really what drives me and, and gets me going in my day. If I feel like I have made someone else's day a little bit more positive um, or given a little bit more meaning, that is something that really drives me. And I hope that's seen throughout, you know, the thread of, of Grand Bray stories. Um, but yes, in whatever path that it, it does take, I hope that that continues in a really meaningful way. Um, that's awesome. And on your site, are, I'm, do you sell, you, do you sell a beauty products? I saw something, um, do you, if you want to talk about that or I can, we don't have to. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> for a little while we had some little t-shirts, which were fun. There might be some up there still. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's like Amazon links where you can go see products that, um, I have tested and recommend. And um, really the reason there's even like Amazon links is because that's universal enough. Like the, the following is around the world. So it's universal enough to where it could, it can reach most people um, around the world. So um, yeah, there's there, it does address, you know, products and stuff on the site, but not, not super deep. That's awesome. Um, has, has there any been any people in your life that you were surprised that they, were inspired by your um, gray hair movement that they decided to go gray? Yeah, um, my mother-in-law actually. Um, She is just a stunning and beautiful woman. And she, um, just for her own reasons, decided to try it out. Um, And, you know, as she went along, she kind of told herself, I can always go back to dye. Um, And it's been probably like, nine or 10 months and, um, just seeing her go through that transition. And, um, it's just, it's been so inspiring and so cool. And 
I think that, um, yeah, she finds encouragement in, in Grand Bray and, um, she, oh my gosh, I just, she's just drop dead gorgeous and seeing that growth come through, I just can't contain myself. I'm just like, oh, it's going to be so stunning. And so, yeah, I'm really excited for her. Oh, that's awesome. Do you, do you think that, um, it creates a new like confidence when you see her or hear her talking? Like, I feel that, I think some women are surprised how going through it, they're, they accept how they look and it's more than just going natural. It's just, you find beauty within. It sounds corny, but, um, I mean, it does sound corny, but heck yes, because basically what you're doing is you're proving to yourself that you can do hard things and you can do scary things. Um, part of what's so challenging about the process is it's not immediate, right? It takes time. Um, you don't know how you feel about it until you see it yourself. But when you see it, is that's when the whole world is seeing it. So you don't have that like private barrier. Um, and you're susceptible to, to comments and, and all of that. So it's a, it is a huge transformation and it takes a lot of um, practicing grace. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, like you come out on the other side and you're like, oh my gosh, I did it. That is incredible. What else can I do? Yeah, totally. I think it, this, it just triggered something in my mind about how it's really no one's business when they comment on how you look. Um, Cause I struggled with an eating disorder in my early twenties and, and I'm, I'm healthy now. I have healthy eating habits, but um, when I quit drinking, I lost a lot of weight, but I'm very healthy as far as just taking care of myself. And I always thought that it was very odd when you see somebody to say, Oh wow, did you lose weight? And it's kind of the same thing with gray hair or just appearances in general to comment on someone's body. And do you, do you uh, I guess, I don't know what my question is, but I just, the comparison of it's not, it's not really anyone's business, even if it's kind of a compliment, right? I don't know. Yeah, no, um, absolutely. And I, well, first of all, like huge congrats on sobriety and the journey that you're on. Like that's so inspiring. Um, and yeah, I mean, comments in general from people, even if they're positive, I, I always tell people to take other people's opinions with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. Everybody has an opinion. Everyone does. And the only one that matters is yours. <laughs> um, and also that that's another reason why I um, kind of warn people, like one thing that I see a lot of women doing is they will either post on social media or reach out to their friends and they'll say, what do you think? Should I do this? Should I go gray? Well, you're going to, you're kind of opening yourself up to maybe some things you don't want that might make you overthink everything. When at the end of the day, this is you and this is your body and this is your life that you're living. Um, so yeah, other people like to talk, people like to share their opinions, even when it's positive, you just got to step back and be like, okay, you're a person, I'm just going to forgive you. And I'm just going to let that one roll. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Um, it, it happens a lot. And especially in um, the industry that I'm in, 
of just, yeah, just, just, you know, strangers commenting or whatever. Um, but not in isolation. It's been, <laughs> it's been nice to quarantine and have a break from uh, the world. Um, what else did I want to cover with you? I was so insightful, all of this. I don't know. I wrote questions and I cannot even read my writing. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh my goodness. Can I ask you a question? Sure, absolutely. What's your relationship like with your gray hair? Um, I don't think I really notice how many grays I had till sometimes I'll have a, a take a selfie and be like, oh wow, there's a lot of gray. Or um, I feel like, before this, when I was uh, bartending at the restaurant, when I'd have my hair um, in like a high pony that it is right now, um, I thought like, oh, is that bad for customers to see that? But it's like, what does that even mean? You know, it's, mm -hmm. um, I guess I sometimes have worried about like how it's perceived, especially when, when people or friends are commenting on what, oh, I'm just saying, why are, why are you going? Why are you doing that? Why are you going gray? When it really came from um, just a, a frugal, you know, the frugalness I have of, I didn't want to, I don't like wasting my money or my time anywhere. You know what I mean? It's kind of a, a lazy frugal decision that turned into something more important. Because um, I remember like a year ago, looking up, looking up sites, I'm like, I have I have to, I can't be the only one that's decided to do this and I didn't really find anything I found maybe one or two things and then um recently in quarantine I was like I bet that this is more of um of a move of a movement right now because of people kind of being forced to go gray and then that's when I found your Instagram page isn't that interesting that that's a place that it starts from that's a place it's how it started with me it was I can't be the only one that, feel this, that feels this way. And how interesting that, like, that I've heard that from so many people. There's something innately in us that yeah. wants to protest the way that things are. Um, and that, I think, is wonderful. We need to think that way. Yeah, because especially in L.A., I don't really even see that many women my age or, you know, 40s with gray hair I don't I don't really see it around me and I hope that changes and I think it will I think sites like yours give it give it that fuel you know and I think that it starts with people searching and feeling like they can't be alone on it mm. and then you said something earlier sorry you said something earlier about um just like friends commenting on it and I'm curious to hear what you think but you know, there's a big difference I think from like a stranger commenting on your hair versus like a family member or a friend I found that if it's a family member or a friend it has a lot more weight and it can be more damaging and hard um, than if it were just some stranger that doesn't know me on the street it's it's when someone who knows me and, and loves me says something that it can it can hurt more do you find the same thing yeah, in this instance, it was a guy, so that was weird, and I really don't care too much. It probably would be more hurtful if it was, like, a female friend. Um, I just, it, yeah, it, it takes you off guard because you're like, why does my gray hair matter to you? It should, you know, it, it does, it's, you know, it's, it's a personal stab. I don't know, it's, uh, 
it wouldn't be the first time. I, I had one um, coworker say to me, you should start wearing concealer under your eye. No. <laughs> but that just made me laugh. Like, who the fuck says that to somebody? Yeah, who says that? Oh, my God. Yeah, the audacity that people – it's so interesting. It's almost like our beauty as women is not our own. Right. Right? That's what's being revealed in all of these comments, that people have – the authority to instruct you on how to be more acceptable when really that might not be more acceptable to yourself and you're the one that's to live with yourself. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's crazy. I don't, yeah, just, yeah. I mean, I hear that from just, I just think of it as, I don't know if it's, it's a shallowness combined with, um, I don't know. I just think that it's, it's, it comes from a lot of different things for people. I've been told, why, why don't you wear more makeup? And I don't, it's, you know, it's one of those things where I just think the place I live, that's how it is for you. You just hear stupid shit a lot of a lot often from, from coworkers or other, you know, just people in the, in the entertainment business. And I think I think those things need to be questioned, that it's just how it is. Um, and if someone can't give you a good enough answer, or the answer's not even worth listening to, then we need to change something about our world. Yeah. And it starts with your sight. <laughs> it all starts with gray hair. Yeah, gray hair. Oh, Martha, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, where can people follow you? Yeah, um, come hang out on Instagram at Grombre. We've got a Facebook group too. Um, I think I have a Twitter, but I don't get on it. So, you know, you can check it out. But <laughs> I'm, I'm so bad with Twitter. I just got on Twitter and I can't, I hate, I don't get it. Like, I just, I, just yeah. Me too. Another me too. Twitter, I'm like, ugh. Uh, you have, oh, yeah, you have a lot of, um, Martha has a lot of followers on, on, on Instagram for, her business and um, you have a website too, right? Yeah, you have a website um, and there is definitely some more storytelling on there. So check it out. Awesome. I'm going to put a link so people can follow your, um, your site and keep up with, and maybe go gray. Maybe this has inspired women to go gray from this podcast episode. I hope so. That would be great, but you know what? To each their own for sure. 100%. Uh, yeah, thank you, Martha. Thanks for taking the yeah. time chatting with me. Thanks for having me, Stephanie. This was fun. All right, we'll talk soon. Sounds good. Bye.